don't. <laughs> hey. We're back. We're back. Well, I'm back. <laughs> you guys went on without me. So <laughs> I'm kidding. I didn't care. Jenna's here. I'm here. Jane's here. Jane's in BC, so she's phone voice. And Jenna just asked Jane a question. And I was like, okay, stop. We got to start recording. So everyone I'm talking to is going through it right now. Yeah. They're in it. That phrase. Deep. You're in it. Totally. Scorpios even. Yeah. Oh, the best. And it's Halloween today. Death of the ego. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I love Scorpio season. I love it too. Wait, did you say you don't or you do, Jane? I said I, I, said I don't. Oh, I, I heard what I wanted to do. Freudian slip there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you do or you I don't? Know. Well, like I want to say I don't, but I think that I kind of do. So I get what you're saying. It always makes me nervous. <sighs> it makes me nervous because I know that the masks will come off. The veil is thin. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, super thin. So Jenna's a Cancer, and that's a water sign. And Jane is a Pisces, which is also a water sign. And these two really do help me get in touch with my emotions, which are associated with water, because I can be really in my head because I'm an air sign. So I have to intellectualize everything. And we feel very deeply yes. about everything. And I rely on you to help me pull my head out of the water sometimes. <laughs> yeah, well, I go on a crazy roller coaster. It's like riding tidal waves. You're like on the top of the wave having the best time ever. And then in the same day, you crash down and get pummeled and like yeah. pulled under and you can't breathe and you think you're going to die. <laughs> same day. That's how the last week has felt. Yeah. Up and yeah. lots of ups and downs. Like, just like cycle after cycle after cycle. Yeah. Like polarity after polarity after polarity. Like everything just feels like it's moving so fast. Yeah, that's exactly, that's the perfect way to describe it. Is that it feels like time is speeding by 10 times faster than usual. And I just can't <laughs> catch up to it. Like I feel like I'm running after trying to catch up. And things just keep surfacing and surfacing and surfacing. <laughs> like, yeah, the, the visual yeah. I get is like surfing and like falling off your board and getting stuck under the waves and like just like getting pulled around and around and around. But like, if you just relax, it's it's fine and you can like almost you can enjoy it. But if you fight it, like, good fucking luck. Yeah. <laughs> you just cause a lot of suffering for yourself. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's like what Michaela Sheldon says, where when these situations arrive, if you could just walk through them, that doesn't mean that they aren't painful and that they aren't um, difficult. But if you could just allow, get in your feminine and just go with the flow, like you just said, mm-hmm. yeah. because the more you resist, the more torture you endure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So true. That difference between pain and suffering, I think, is really key. If you just hold the sensation and be present with the, mm-hmm. with that, then you can get through anything. But if you're resisting it, oh, or you're putting stories around it, or you're... Which I think is like a really good segue to, to what we wanted to talk about today, which is heartbreak. Yeah. You know, like if you, if you resist it, you never really like hit the rock bottom of yeah. that 
pain, then you never actually come back from it. Mm -hmm. That's kind of, that's in my experience. Do you think it's, like, it's avoidance of the pain, but also do you think it is that you don't think you can actually deal with the pain? Yeah. Totally. You don't think you can hold it? it's going to kill you or swallow you up or... So you avoid it? It's going to, you're never, you're not going to be able to function. Which is so Scorpio, like... It's going to swallow you up. Mm-hmm. You're going to die. It's life and death. But if you just sit with it, then it does pass. But the more you resist mm-hmm. it, the longer it lasts in your system, too. Yeah. Like, it yeah. can last for years. It mm-hmm. can last for months. Yeah. And the irony is that once you do hit the bottom and you finally face it, and you learn how to hold sensation for longer of whatever it is that you have to deal with, grief, pain, loss you transform into someone so much stronger so it's this place of i think that grief and gratitude like deep love are actually hand in hand oh yeah they're two sides of the same coin Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh man my last like six months is just that so like oh what does what does no that that's perfect like what does heartbreak feel like to you guys sensation wise heartbreak to me like experiencing it earlier this year and like I haven't openly admitted this probably to the world there's probably a select few so I'm just gonna rip that band-aid off but like being broken up with and like sitting with that and like oh in my body at the time like the memory I get right away is it feels like restlessness like you can't like that learning to meet all those needs in yourself and like sit with yourself Mm -hmm. oh I just want to do everything in my power to like get away from it you know and like run it out or eat or drink or you know Mm -hmm. (sighs) and like the last month has been just that like just trying to not have all those covers and those like things to numb out on the visual like, that i get when you're saying this is somebody locked in a dungeon mm-hmm. and they're shackled mm-hmm. and there's this restless like trying to get away over and over and over again but you're just down there by yourself yeah 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 so, so well there you go that's exactly <laughs> i think it, it it like tried to it does it, it hasn't been doing this this time but what it used to do is kick my masculine into gear into like problem oh, solving yeah. mode I'm like, I can just solve this problem if I, which I think ultimately benefited me because it drove me to these self-help and um, personal development arenas. So I think that I'm not, I don't regret any of it, but it caused a lot of suffering too. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't easy, um, but yeah. it was a form, like that's my way to escape is to go into problem solving mode so I don't have to actually feel mm-hmm. the pain but now I feel like I can just sit with it and be like okay I'm in a down I I'm not really I don't feel lost per se mm-hmm. but I just feel kind of just sad and it's more the sensations that I'm mm-hmm. just sitting with of like the tightness in my chest no, I was gonna say what sensations come up for you it's like a pulling down into my gut and a twisting and then like a squeezing around my heart those are the sensations I feel that's interesting I like this is the first time that I've consciously went through heartbreak 
and actually thought about the sensations and emotions and really gave time to the grief is when my dog died in May and that was so painful. He was yeah. my first, I feel like he was my first child. He was. And when he died, it was like this gaping black hole in my chest. Mm-hmm. That's how it felt like. It felt like it was sucking everything in, yeah, but there like was nothing holes. that could fill it. Yeah. It just kept sucking and sucking and sucking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just laid in my bed and cried for a couple of days. I canceled work all week. And, and I made sure, I really made sure that I felt no shame around those people who would not understand it. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that haven't had that kind of a relationship with a pet. Mm-hmm. So to them, and I used to be one of those people, so <laughs> I get that. Mm-hmm. But it just seems trivial. They don't understand the depth of your love and your connection. Mm-hmm. And so I made really sure that I didn't feel shame for that. I just gave myself time. And then also recognized that it would loop. It's not linear necessarily yeah like the first hit of the grief is so visceral yeah so I had to lay in bed for a couple days and just bawl my eyes out I also needed to talk to lots of people about it and just recount Mm -hmm. stories where I was allowed to cry and uh, and they could just be there with me um yeah and then just be gentle when it came up again because it would come up when I saw his leash at the lake where he died or like somebody's somebody else and their dog or you know all the little triggers Mm -hmm. but then the intensity of that grief turned into this like really intense feeling of love too Mm -hmm. so just allowing it allowing it as much time as it needs because in our society we aren't given time to grieve we're just expected to have a day or two and then to pack up and move on well, unless you quit your job and you're unemployed yeah. for six months, so <laughs> you can take all the time you need. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Greg. Settle, Greg. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it, oh. right? And I think that that comes ties into a theme around how people, how other people be with you in your grief, and mm-hmm. oh, my my mom is heavier for me, like of the part because like, I I say that brag but then there's a huge part of me that's like actually has some shame behind it too like the bravado is definitely covering that because she'll say to me sometimes she'll be like oh like you can't always just be in your feelings like sometimes you just get up and get shit done and like how like how long are you going to be sad for like all those questions and like life moves on like and it's just like Oh, like my favorite is like get over it. It's like oh yeah, you bet. Oh, like, get over it. That's the same as yeah. let it go. Yeah. Like just you just need to let it go. You just need to. It's like yeah, I would let it go if I could, but obviously I can't. So what you're saying mm-hmm. is super abusive. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. like it's like kicking a kid and being like, learn how to walk better, and they're like one and a half. Like, no, it'll happen when it happens. You'll let go of something or you'll you'll heal when it's supposed to happen, not not when you're pushed into it. Yeah. It's, it seems like all our societal con- constructs, though, are so not set. Set up to support? To have time. Like, no. to, have, to have time to actually fucking feel things. Mm-hmm. And actually, like, go yeah. through and experience, like... Because to me, I'm like, okay, like what I'm doing, okay, maybe it's super lavish and it's, like, ridiculous, but I, the amount of gratitude I have for the time that I've had to mm-hmm. just, like, 
basically do whatever I want and like that I you know that I like failed my tests and stuff like that like that symptom that like I needed that like I was probably drunk for like three months you know like I couldn't have I could maybe a job would have helped in that structure but it's like then I wouldn't have had the opportunity to fully feel things through and be like so rock solid right now right mm-hmm. well it also like, you pro- it probably wouldn't have helped I think it probably would have delayed everything like this this helped you actually deal with it in the moment. So now, now you can actually use your energy in a, in a way that has integrity as opposed to running away from sensation or running away from dealing with something. Cause it, it, it will catch up to you if you're running away from something. It's guaranteed. Oh, it's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. It'll catch up yeah. to you in your body or it'll catch up to you in your relationships or however it ends up manifesting, but it will catch up to you. So you might as well take the time that you need and yeah, cry, cry. <laughs> Le- lean yeah, on the people around right. you like that. Yeah. Talking about stuff helps me so much. It's good practice for the people around you. And I say this to me and myself too, because I just noticed so many people, they would bring it up as small talk because they knew they were supposed to say it like mm-hmm. oh i'm so mm-hmm. sorry to hear about bane and then i would just start talking about it I'd be mm-hmm. like yeah it's like it was really sad and it is really sad and i would tear up and immediately they would turn away avoid on ca- eye contact and get away from me but isn't that annoying because they're like you asked you're the one yeah, that asked. Yeah, you brought it out. So if you can't hold it, then don't ask. Yeah. Because it's fake then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least they ask you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the other family members I still haven't talked to since they called off my wedding. They like, I see them at family events and they can't even come up to me. They're like, oh shit, it's like I smell. I'm like, got bad B.O. <laughs> well, and then you end up holding it for them because you don't want to make them uncomfortable. And how fair is that? Yeah. When you're the one grieving. You're the one going through it, and then you end up having to caretake them through it because they can't hold the sensation. And that's, that's all what this is about anyway, mm-hmm. is that they're, they're being faced with their own stuff, their own demons. They're being reflected in whatever you're going through. Because Which it's, is just the perfect like full circle of like if you don't deal with your shit, yeah. that's how it manifests and like, exactly. comes up later and catches up to you. Exactly. Like if... If I'm super in denial about my own dog dying and I like can't handle that sensation of thinking about that, then I'm not going to be able to be there for Jenna. But yeah. But the reverse was true is just like I could totally put myself in your position and I loved Bane. Mhm. And I was sa- I was really sad too. I was sad with you. Yeah. We're yeah, grieving together. That. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was an intense day. Oh, I get full body goosebumps. <laughs> yeah. It was awful. And yeah. Yeah, I remember once I had a client and her, she, they had lost a family member, a sibling, and I went into that whole, well, you know, like they're, like the spirit, like spiritual bypassed it and was like, well, you know, they're, they're, around and they're still here in spirit she was basically like fuck you she called you on it she called me on it straight up she was like she was and she she wasn't 
mad at me per se, but she was mad at hearing that all the time. Because a lot of people had been like, oh, you know, to make themselves feel better, to make... Time will heal it. Yeah. She's here in spirit. You're always connected to her. And she's like, fuck you. Yeah, I get that. But she's not here physically with us anymore. And that fucking sucks. What do you think she needed to hear from you? I think we just had to have that interaction specifically. Because... She then backed herself and was like, no, I'm not taking mm. that anymore. And I was like, you are 100% right. I am so sorry. My bad. Because I, like, I am trying to sugar this for, for myself. And you have every right to call me out on it. And so we, mm. I just got on her, her ride about being angry about that. And so I like- think that's what she, I think the whole, we both needed that. To get that experience, but... Jane, what did you need to hear, or do you need to hear, about your relationship ending? Your engagement ending? Oh, man. Honestly, like, I'm at a place now where I'm kind of, I'm just, I feel like nothing. Like, I actually feel like I've... It's funny, because Becky and I just talked about this yesterday. Um... And like I won't, I won't go into the specifics of that conversation. I'm not comfortable, but it was like, it just feels so to completion. Mm. Like it really just feels like, oh, like I had, I had the beautiful opportunity of doing conscious uncoupling and like having the time to, and still can like reach out to, um, to Chris, but like just to, to never have had that super messy fucking stage where like you're wasted calling someone like, like just for me anyway, that would be out of integrity because it wouldn't mm-hmm. be my true desire. So to, I don't know, to have had all this time and all the like containers to feel it all the way through, like, I guess what I maybe needed to hear was like, take all the time you need. But I think I got that from, from Becky. And, and I, I think honestly, the most surprising and like the coolest fucking thing is that I got it from myself. Mm-hmm. I think that I had my own back when I failed my real estate license the first time. And I was like, you need some more time, mm-hmm. you know? And like, yeah. I, I'm still uncomfortable admitting that. Like I'm saying it and I'm like getting like, what's with the goosebumps? <laughs> um, yeah, because like, you're breaking the pattern instead yeah. of self-hating, yourself self loving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and I think that like oh, I don't know. I just like I look back at my last year, like the year thus far, and like I can't even like I said to Becky yesterday, it feels like I lived a different life six months ago. Mm-hmm. Like from my appearance, like what I looked like to what I like was doing to how I was talking to my friends to how I was showing up in like my friends lives and even like when I moved back to BC to now how I've shown up in people's lives is dramatically different like it's it's crazy I don't know I I think the the best thing I could have heard was like take all the time you need and like if there's anything I can do in that time to support you I'm here but I feel like I got that I feel like I got that from you Jenna I feel like I got that from Becky I feel like I got that for myself, and it's like, I don't know, I, I, if, I, if I could say anything to anybody else grieving something, it's like, just take all the fucking time you need, like, sit down and eat the whole pizza, drink all the alcohol you need to, you know, now just, that like, you can't hold it, like, 
do whatever you need to do and like have a really good support system around you and do it consciously and try not to put a timeline on yourself because like I know how easy it is to to say okay I have these three days to grieve (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. that's all I have for time off work I can't right do anything else because I even know when I had my miscarriage the first time around um Mm -hmm. I bawled at work Oh my gosh, yeah. I was sitting there at my desk and I I find I had to get all these needles put in me because the baby was still inside and we had to flush my system and I had to go for ultrasounds. They were constantly poking me with needles and taking blood and every time they did it just felt like they were ripping something away from me. I had to relive it again and again. Mm-hmm. And I had taken a week already from work. I was back at work and then I was sitting at my desk after I'd just been poked with another needle and it just broke down. And I was lucky that the women in my office, they just came around me and like held me. Then one of the men walked in and walked out. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, oh dear God. (laughs) Well, you can't, you can't focus. You can't do, like, you can't. There was nothing I could have done to stop that. No emotion from coming forth because I was just so devastated mm-hmm. and it wasn't this goes for relationships too I think you guys could probably relate but it wasn't just the loss of the physical baby it was the coming to terms with the fact that I might never get pregnant again I might never be a mother mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. the fears um, that come up and I had all these expectations set out mm-hmm. about what it was going to be like so I was grieving those mm-hmm. too Grieving the expectations, for sure. Yeah. For sure. I think that's mainly what we end up grieving. Oh, God. I, yeah, I grieved the, my life trajectory. Yeah. Holy. And it is, yeah. it's so Scorpio season to talk about it in that way of, like, something that's so tragic that happens that you can't, you can't focus at work. I, like, I remember when Cody and I broke up and, like, I was at work and I was, like, to my boss, I was like, Birgit, I, like, I'm, I have to take some time off, because I cannot concentrate. You're there, but you're not there. I'm, yeah, like, I am not, not here, and she was just like, Kate, and she just handled it for me, she was just like, Kate, we'll sort it out, you go home, I was like, ugh. That's amazing that there are some workplaces that really do understand, Mm -hmm. because that's the truth, they can have you physically, but they cannot have you mentally, emotionally. And it doesn't serve her if I make a mistake. It's dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, they really had my back there for sure um, to understand. But it is, it's that Scorpionic. I read something once about Scorpio that it's like, imagine, imagine you're in a sleeping bag and all of a sudden there's a scorpion on your chest. None of your petty little problems matter at that point when you're facing that amount of danger and that like you're facing your own death. That's what Scorpio is, and that's what grief is, is you're facing your own death of your expectations, and nothing else matters in that moment. Everything else is petty and minimal. The only thing that matters is survival or that transformation process, and that's what grief does. It's like this baptism of, of like, water fire. (laughs) It dismantles everything around you, too. It just completely... Because the stuff that was petty, but... I don't know. I'm thinking of, like, you could spiral in a workplace where Mm -hmm. people don't understand, and then you lose that job. But that's kind of dismantling 
maybe what wasn't working for you mm-hmm. so that yeah, you can start fresh a in a better way mm-hmm. yeah and you're willing to let it go when you're in that kind of grief yeah because you just don't care mm-hmm. yeah. it's interesting we're talking about grief because i'm not really sad per se <laughs> i just feel kind of yeah how are you heartachy if you want to talk about it uh i've been talking about it all day to random people yeah. that they're just like <laughs> random people at BNI that are like, Oh, how was your trip? And I was, I'm just like, it was amazing. It was so good. And then they're like, what did you do? Was it work or pleasure? And I was like, I'm always like both. And then I was like, I hung out with my ex-husband for a week and they're like, okay. <laughs> I'm super curious, but am I allowed to ask questions? And I'm like, ask whatever you want. I'm cool. So yeah, I've been talking about it all day, but I like I just feel like kind of like the the physical. I think it's just so addicting being around him, and then the physical separation. My body just has to adapt to that again, and yeah. that's because this this feeling is familiar, mm-hmm. and it feels kind of like withdrawal, but mm-hmm. it's not. It's like uncomfortable and painful, but it's not like anything I can't handle. And it's not, it does I don't have all these stories around it. Yeah, you're rewiring. I don't have any expectations. A little bit too. So, yeah. Because you're retraining totally. the sensations in a different, mm-hmm. um, what's the way I'm looking for? Just in a different way. Yeah. Like, I don't feel abandoned. I don't feel, yeah. like, loss. I don't feel, I just, it's just the physical separation that my body mm-hmm. is adapting to, I think, that I get so used to being around him and then not being yeah but and then just like in the come down of of the whole trip like it was like mm-hmm. such a high high mm-hmm. so he's gonna hate, Maybe he's gonna hate that we're talking about him right now which oh. is sadistically <laughs> highly enjoyable no he's not <laughs> so we should talk about him <laughs> maybe we should name, maybe we should name this episode after him <laughs> <laughs> that's too far <laughs> oh god like maybe you can talk about like expansion and contraction and how that all goes it was it's really i'm really thankful for my friend kelsey cause she reminded me that i was coming down and i felt yesterday like i was coming home from a one taste event like i used to we used to have these weekend intensives once a month for seven months and I would go and we I would have such amazing experiences and get so nourished and taken care of and uh, expand and grow and learn so much about myself and then and like the way that they'd say it in one taste is like you get all full of your orgasm like you get Mm -hmm. all like replenished and that's how this weekend felt and it's so bizarre, too, because whenever I'm in the airport after, it feels like everyone is looking at me, like I'm hotter, <laughs> like like I'm just like, I, I get attention from people. And I remember one time somebody gave me a free cupcake and like, just like, so I have had this big expansion and grown and pushed the upper limits of who I am. And then always because of the physics of the universe, whenever anything expands, it'll, it'll contract after. And so there's like the physics part of it, but there's also the um, upper limiting part of my body wants to get back into homeostasis homeostasis and like 
it wants to get back to my cybernetics that are comfortable, that maybe have lower self-esteem or, or whatever it is that is written into my programming that it wants to get back to that because I've expanded. And so it feels like a dramatic, like pulling back in or contraction. Um, and that's, you explain that so beautifully. that's normal, right? And that, that's what Kelsey reminded me was like, you're going to go through a down and it's mm-hmm. normal and it's okay. And it's actually what Nicole Daydone would say is that it's where all you, ge- you generate, and you mentioned this this morning too, it's where you generate all your power from. Mm-hmm. So I'm in like a, I'm like sucking in a bunch of power right now in this contraction. And yeah. then there's going to be like a creative burst that comes out of it. Which is but cool. I think it's also really to. important that you have people like Kelsey and that everyone has their support people because I think it's easy to go through a big moment of expansion where you're like, yes, mm-hmm. I'm getting what I want. My life is awesome. And then when you come down, you're like, see, yeah, I knew it would end. I right. knew that I'm a piece of shit. I knew yeah. that I didn't deserve mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So to do it safely in a way that yeah. you don't attach all of the, you don't use it as proof that you're right. Right, or that you can't trust pleasure. Yeah, that you can't trust. Or you can't trust the good. You can't trust the expansion because it always is followed by something bad. Because it kind of is. (laughs) If you label, if you label these thicker emotions and heavier emotions as bad, yes, it does. It will follow with something heavier. But that's that's the nature of it. It's supposed to. It means that you're growing. It's a good sign. So I'm excited about what's to come. I feel. It's interesting too that you guys experienced that time warp thing because it was mm-hmm. I was tripped out this week on the time warp thing. It yeah. feels like the last couple months have been this way. Yeah. So fast. Like yeah. they're just going by so fast. It's like I can't hang on to it. I can't hang on to the yeah. days. They're just whipping by. Just because we're living our best lives. I think it is. Yeah. I think it is because when I worked five days a week in my like regular nine to five job. It was like tedious. Like, oh god, you're it's counting only, down the seconds. It's only Wednesday. Yeah, <laughs> it's only three o'clock. I gotta sit here till four thirty and stare at my computer screen, mm-hmm. and then I gotta go home and I have to get groceries and make supper and put my kids to bed. But when you're living your life and you enjoy it, mm-hmm. it goes so fast. Yeah, I said to one of Cody's friends this week, I was like, and he's doing some of the same similar things. John Mayo, shout out to John Mayo, um, that. <laughs> I don't like, I don't have to be, I don't have to be a bajillionaire. I just want every moment to be my own. Like I want my day to be my day. Freedom. And however amount of money I need to do that is what I want to make of like, I want to be able to get up in the morning and have my day planned out the way that I want it to be. That's my goal. Yeah. That's the feeling I want. And for the most part, I have that right now. Mm -hmm. Like I... That going on vacation is the same amount of excitement as going home. Yeah. Because like, I know I'm going home to, like, my sweet routine as opposed well, to slavery. <laughs> right? They tease me at B&I because I'm always going somewhere. And they're, they're like, we don't even ask you now if it's business or pleasure because we know it's both. And I'm like, yes! <laughs> it always is both. <laughs> yes. Love it. Like, I'm not escaping my life anymore. I'm just living it. It's really cool. Yeah. Sounds braggy because it kind of is, but it's possible. Nightfully so. It's possible. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of there's a lot of fear that comes with desire, right? Polarizing. Like, sure. who do you have to be to be to have that? 
thing that you want or that partner that you want like who do you have to be come and what are you going to have to let go of what parts are of you are going to have to die again that scorpio theme of like ego death what parts oh, i love that mm-hmm. humility I love that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> that's how i feel right now that breath you just took yeah. Yeah, I think we all just <laughs> I think it's, it sounds like you guys are on the same track, but I have stopped pushing so hard and I'm in this internal space where the only thing that I'm doing is showing up for the commitments I already have in work, but also just doing some breath work every morning and mm. like laying in bed a lot when I have time. Oh, it's the best. And there's part of me that wants to be guilty, but that's an old part too. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I actually am really enjoying this. Mm-hmm. The voice says you should be out there making money in 500 different ways. Mm-hmm. But my actual internal self is like this. This is the best because you'd be making money in 500 different ways so you could do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just taking time to be. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. Yeah. It really is the best. Just to relax and do exactly what you want to do. Like if that's watching a YouTube video or if that's working on a creative project or that's playing with your girls. Just laying in bed with a cold blanket curled up. Yeah. So is that what feels indulgent to you? Yep. Is, Is laying in bed? Yep. Laying in bed and just taking time and not thinking about the to do list. Mm-hmm. Actually, just not thinking about anything. Mm-hmm. Which is a practice and a half. Mm-hmm. And the breath work feels really good, but it's really cool to see that uh, at the beginning, my breathing actually hasn't been the last day or two because I've been practicing. But now I notice my breath through the day, and usually at the beginning, it's really tight and restricted. And there's these little blockages, like I can't take a full breath unless I force myself to. Mm-hmm. which I don't. It's a sign of stress. Yes. So I just like practice a little bit deeper, a little bit deeper. And then eventually I'm taking these massive breaths and I almost feel like I'm high after doing mm-hmm. it for like 20 minutes. I love that feeling. It's awesome. I think it's just being free. Mm-hmm. And the let go in the release of the breath also feels so good. Mm-hmm. And all of that is accessible and generated by you. There mm-hmm. isn't an external thing that mm-hmm. is causing it. It's literally you taking the time to nourish myself. Yeah, and connect with those those parts of you that already exist. Like all of that ecstasy. Your own body. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like all of it is generated within us. It's not. It can be helped along by external stuff, but I think like I heard. I just know enough now that this is the feminine side of me that wants expression right now in oh, being. Oh man. And that I want to unite my masculine and my feminine, and I can't do that if I only have mm-hmm. masculine overpowering it. I have so. never experienced myself being so in my feminine as I did this week. Uh, expand like, on that. So in my feminine. There was this moment where I got out of the bathtub and I was like, I felt weak and kind of shaky. Mm-hmm. And I was brushing my hair really slowly and just like 
like my skin felt really soft. Like everything, I just kept saying I feel so soft. I feel so soft and open. And then like talking to Kelsey and Cody and I was just like, I had a little cry and I just like felt like I could really be in the moment and just be and be vulnerable and taken care of and just like open and I just like let them take care of me it's allowing yeah yeah Yeah, and I I just I felt like a baby bird that had just been hatched and I needed a lot of help and and it but it wasn't like a weak feeling in that like I felt weak comparatively or relative to anybody else I just Mm -hmm. felt like I needed that support and the support was there and it was nourishing to both of us Mm -hmm. to all of us and yeah it was wonderful to be taken care of I definitely don't let myself be taken care of very often we just don't no because and I'm really good at taking care of myself. What I'm really your, good at like, it. Like, what are your fears? What were your fears before, if you allowed the feminine? That nobody could take care of me as good as I can take care of myself. Like, I might as well just do it myself because mm-hmm. they won't be tuned well, in enough to me to know what I want. But so you don't give anyone a chance. So I don't even give anyone a chance. And then you feel exhausted yeah. and you burn yeah. yourself out. And I'm looking for reasons. To, yeah. to prove that they're not good enough to look after yes. me. Yes, they'll just let me down anyway. They, yeah, and then I'm actually actively looking for things that will prove that they that they aren't in tune or they're incompetent. or And then guess what? Everybody fucking around me is incompetent and feels yeah. like shit because I treat yeah. them like that. Yeah. yeah. So then what? Well, that's so, that resonates so deeply. I've been, I just started seeing this guy like we we're not monogamous or anything because I told him that I need a grandiose gesture in order for that to happen (laughs) (laughs) and um he it's like the most interesting like unraveling of of just what you were just like just talking about and like I've been trying to articulate it to him as like because it is really important to me to feel taken care of but to not need it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. for somebody like, to be open enough. And I don't think I'm there yet. I can talk about it and I know what I, what I want, but I don't know that I'm in a place where I can receive it yet. It seems like you're and saying that, that you need to feel like you're worthy of it. Um, maybe, maybe worthy to me. It's, it's like, I, I'm, I'm so like madly in love with myself right now <laughs> that it's like <laughs> it's like good luck like anticipating my desire before I can because I'm so fucking connected to it mm-hmm. and to me that's like what a man taking care of well or the masculine taking care of you like externally feels like when they anticipate your desire before you do right mm-hmm. and like they like whether it's like Jenna when, when John would bring you home like those drinks and you'd be like, I didn't even know I wanted this, you know, like, to me, that's the ultimate, it's not like, I don't want to, I don't want to do that, it's gonna, like, I don't need to do to, like, pay my way for the rest of my life, I'd like to be nice to know that he could for that, like, stability or whatever, but it's more important to me that, just that, like, feeling of being so connected on the 4D that they, like, almost anticipate your desire before you do, and and. Some people might hear this and be like, well, that's fucking crazy. You're expecting someone to be a mind reader. And it's like, no, like, it's actually so much less to do with what I expect of them and so much more, like, my own reception and, like, 
staying connected to my desires so deeply that like other people around me can feel it right and can feel me on that level well and now that I'm listening to you talk about that I think that uh there is a there I had a misconception about what that meant too like I watched Mm. it happen with Jenna and I learned about it in one taste about like yeah the masculine feeling into the feminine desire knowing what you want before you want it and I thought that that meant that they were just like so observing you so closely that they Mm. they like cognitively figured it out but it's not like that at all and I think that Jane, you really taught me how to receive in this way because you and I are so connected that, that you know, you know when it happens where I think something and you're like, whoa, I would just, that thought was in my head yeah. and you just said it out loud. But to me on yeah. the other side of it, like then that happens all the time with us, like yeah. too often for it to be coincidence. Yeah. And so, yeah. so that, but what it feels like isn't that I'm like reading your mind and I'm like hearing Jane's voice in my head. I'm actually thinking I have, I think it's my own thoughts. We're just so in sync that the thoughts are the same. Right. Yeah. So, and I think that that was what receiving was like from Cody was that he would have a thought and it would be what I wanted to, but it was Mm co-arising in, in the sense that like he would, he would want it too. Like yeah. he would want to give the thing or he would mm-hmm. want to order the thing for himself, but it also was the thing that I wanted mm-hmm. or like John, oh, like wants to bring it. home the drink for, but it's like for him, but then mm-hmm. it ends up being for you too. So, and that's what feels so good about it is that it's, you're so on the same wavelength that it's like, it's co-created. The desire is co-created. And I remember them talking about this. I remember Eli talking about this in One Taste and being like, I want that to be true. I feel in my heart like that's true, but I don't cognitively understand it. And I don't feeling sense understand it. And now I do both. Mm. And that that feels like such a blessing because now I'm just like, hey, more please. Like, Mm -hmm. however that comes in the universe, doesn't matter how the form it takes. I just, I'm so ready to have that be a normal thing in my life instead of just like a peak experience. It's like whatever man comes into my field now, I like I know how to be with in a different yeah, way because I know how to be with myself better. So what dismantled the fear then to allow you to be in the feminine this last weekend? <sighs> I think I think I've been burned so many times with being with suffering by having expectations and then yeah. them being shot to shit. It's and the now expectation. It's the expectation thing. And so while I'm still connected to, to my desire, I'm really, my practice is to not have expectations. And I went into this weekend being like, I don't have any expectations. Yeah. And so everything that happened was delightful because I wasn't trying to manipulate anything into happening or... I didn't, or it didn't like, if this doesn't happen, then it has meaning. Or if this happens, then it means this. I didn't have any of that. Yeah. So everything that happened just felt like delightful. Mm -hmm. And, and again, like, that's how I want to live my life like that. And I think it's also, um, really designed for you Mm -hmm. in a way that I think sometimes we hear about another woman's story or another man's story too. 
about them getting what they wanted or receiving it mm-hmm. and then you want exactly the same prescription but it's like yeah. no it has to be in the moment yeah and arise really naturally without expectation because then mm-hmm. it can play out perfectly for you mm-hmm. so instead of thinking yeah. like oh he'll i'll he doesn't love me if he doesn't bring me a drink from the store yeah that's setting yeah. yourself up to suffer or if sure. he doesn't bring me flowers on valentine's day yeah or whatever it is yeah, yeah. You have to be in that state of allowing without expectation for Mm -hmm. it to happen organically. Yeah. And then when you receive it well, it encourages him. He feels like he's winning and it encourages him to keep doing it because it feels so good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. And there's no pressure. There's no pressure at all because he's just spontaneously doing it because it feels good. And then it feels even better because you receive it well. And then Mm -hmm. the whole cycle can continue. It's it's co-creation. It's a good, it's, it's showing that the balance between the masculine and the feminine is actually balanced in a union. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's really, really cool. Um, powerful. There were specific, there were still specific things I wanted to do and experience. Like, for example, I wanted to go to the beach at night because we always used to do that, Kelsey and I. And uh, we always used to do it and then and like talk about Cody and this time we all three of us went and it just felt like this but I didn't plan for that I didn't Mm -hmm. know that was going to happen I didn't I wanted it to but there like I had a desire but the way it just all kind of fell together was beautiful like I voiced it I said like I want to go to the beach at night like we used to but then I let the desire go into the and then it, it did it just kind of created itself and then it so was even cool. better than, and it felt so full circle and it felt so good. And we talked about it and, mm-hmm. and it was one of the best nights for sure. We just like went out there and talked and laughed and had a good time. So yeah, the oh. whole, the whole weekend was the whole week. It was more of a week than a weekend, but it was awesome. Yeah. And it feels good to digest it like this too, mm-hmm. like to talk about it, because that's how I'm actually integrating it now. Mm-hmm. That's the important part of it. So, yeah. It's an interesting, windy chat today. Yeah, yeah no kidding. Oh, All very related. big variety. Yeah. All related. Heartbreak, desire agree oh yeah good okay good place to end mm-hmm. love it love it love it love you guys thanks for listening mm-hmm. yeah love you love you too <laughs> bye bye